0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jay Hawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. So the KU non-conference schedule came out for basketball just a couple of days ago, so we are going to dive into that today as well, but... Before we get into the meat of the podcast, which will be the KU non-con schedule and when all those games are going to be, I wanted to give a couple shout-outs to some former Jayhawks who are now doing great things and big things on the national level. Bryce Hopple, now the third time he has won the 800 meters at the USA Track and Field Championships. He qualified for the World Outdoor Championships with a time of 144.60. Incredible job by Bryce there. And the World Championships are going to be July 15th through 24th. And it was just an incredible race. I, I watched it back. And as a former track runner myself, I really enjoy watching the 800. It's one of the toughest races and to see those guys just laying it all out there on the line, uh, great, great jobs. You you can you can go see the race yourself if you want to. It's at KU Track is the Twitter account if you want to see Bryce win his race. Of course, when he was with the Jayhawks, he had a 19 race winning streak when he ended his college career at KU, and that included two NCAA championships in the 800 meters. And he also has won three national titles in the 800 for United States track and field. So, again, congratulations to Bryce. He uh, qualified for the Olympic Games back in 2020, was a bronze medalist in the 2022 Indoor World Championships, and now he's going on to the outdoors. So, great job, Bryce. Way to represent KU and the Jayhawks community there. This next gentleman absolutely does not need an introduction from me, but I wanted to let you all know if you hadn't heard yet, Roy Williams, former Kansas basketball coach, will be inducted into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame this October. That was just announced yesterday. As of uh, this recording of this podcast, that was when it was announced, and it was inevitable that he was going to go to the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. He's already a part of the College Basketball Hall of Fame, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, and it was just a matter of time before he was going to get in to the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, and he'll be a part of the 2022 class, a nice-looking class here with 10 people. There's some names on there that I know. There's some that I don't know, but Roy Williams is really the standout of this list. Of course, when he was at KU, 15 seasons at Kansas from 1988 to 2003 went 418 and 101 so that was an incredible winning percentage Uh, they won five big eight titles four big 12 titles they were here uh, Roy Williams was here for the transition from the big eight to the big 12 so he won nine conference championships in his 15 years as the head coach at the University of Kansas. Went to four Final Fours, of course. Never got to win the big game. Was really close a couple of times. Should have, I think, had another championship. The The one that I always go back to is the one with Rafe LaFrance, Jock Vaughn, Paul Pierce, all the other guys that now I'm blanking on all their names, but you guys know that KU squad from 1997. That was a team that didn't even make it to the final four. They were the best college basketball team that never won a championship or never made it to a final four. That's just my humble opinion. But Roy Williams was the coach of that team. Incredible job um, by Roy Williams in his time here at Kansas. Of course, he went on to win a few national titles for North Carolina Um, With his 18 seasons there, uh, that ultimately got him uh, the prestige, I think. He was already a prestigious coach when he was at Kansas. But getting uh, those national titles at North Carolina definitely put him over the edge. And he had a total win number of 903 by the time he retired. 903. And 264 was his career coaching record. Just an incredible job by Roy Williams. Only the head coach at two schools, two Blue Blood schools in North Carolina and Kansas. Congratulations to Roy Williams on being inducted into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame again. That ceremony is happening in October right here in Kansas. So if you want to, you can find more information On that, if you want to get tickets to the event and all that, at KUathletics.com. So let's get to the meat of this podcast today. This is what everybody's been talking about the last few days in Jayhawk Nation. The non-conference schedule for the 2022-2023 men's basketball team has been announced. Of course, we've got a lot of new faces this year on the Jayhawks. New freshmen coming in. You've got some of those guys that are coming back from the national championship team. The one thing that is always steady at Kansas: good basketball coaches. Of course, just talking about Roy Williams, but Bill Self—he's already going to be—he's um, in the College Basketball Hall of Fame already, and he's still coaching. But he—he's going to be one of those guys that's also going to be in the Kansas Basketball Hall of Fame eventually when he uh, stops coaching, but. For now, he's going to try to lead the Jayhawks to -to back-to-back national championships. And it all starts with the non-conference schedule. So let's just kind of run through it here. I'll give you guys the names of the teams they're playing, the dates they're going to be playing. And then maybe we can break it down a little bit together. So let's get into it. Wednesday, November 2nd. It's an exhibition game, but it's the first game of the season. For the non conference schedule, they're going to be playing Pittsburgh State. And something that's interesting about this match, I guess we'll get into that here in a little bit. So we'll just go through the dates and who they're playing, then we'll go back through and we'll kind of dive into the schedule together. So Wednesday, November 2nd, Pittsburgh State exhibition game. First one, that's where we're going. After that, Monday, November 7th, they're going to be playing Omaha. Thursday, November 10th, North Dakota State. Tuesday, November 15th. Here's the big one. Here's where we really start getting into the meat of the non con. They're going to be playing Duke in the Champions Classic in Indianapolis on Tuesday, November 15th. So circle that on your calendars if you want to go see a good game in Indianapolis. Friday, November 18th, Southern Utah. Wednesday, November 23rd, they're going to be flying down to the Battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas. They're going to have three games there at the Battle of Atlantis, and I will give you the list of teams that they could be playing here in just a little bit. On Monday, November 28th, after they get back from the Battle for Atlantis, they're going to take on Texas Southern, who, if you don't remember, they were the sixteen seed that played the Jayhawks in March Madness this last year. So we'll talk about that here more in just a little bit. Thursday, December 1st, Seton Hall. That will be in the Big 12 versus Big East battle. Saturday, December 10th, at Missouri. I know that all you Jayhawk fans are going to have that one circled on your calendar, getting the Civil War battle back again. Uh, The Jayhawk and Tiger rivalry between KU and Mizzou. Saturday, December 17th, Indiana coming to Allen Fieldhouse. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere there in Lawrence, Kansas. Not going to want to miss that one. Thursday, December 22nd, they're going to be playing Harvard at home. Going to be another good one. And then Saturday, December 31st, Big 12 basketball plays they don't have the big 12 schedule out yet so I will skip on to the next one their last non-conference game before the NCAA tournament will be at Kentucky part of the SEC big 12 challenge on Saturday January 28th so let's dig into the schedule a little bit here Pittsburgh State the first game of the season it's an exhibition game Wednesday November 2nd and this is kind of a cool side note here First-year head coach is former KU great Jeff Boshe. So that's going to be exciting to see Jeff Boshe back in Allen Fieldhouse for an exhibition game. Of course, he'll be on the, uh, the other bench. He'll be coaching for Pittsburgh State from just down south of Kansas City in Pittsburgh, Kansas. So that'll be a fun one just to kind of get the season kicked off, get things going. Always good to have an exhibition game against a local school. I know sometimes they've gone up against Emporia State. Uh, Washburn, I think they played a few times early on for an exhibition game. So this year it's going to be Pitt State, Wednesday, November 2nd, if you want to check that out. KU will then host Omaha on Monday, November 7th. I do not know a lot about this Omaha team. This is not the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. This is not Creighton. This is Omaha. So this is another team that is likely not to be – that great of a challenge for the Jayhawks. But again, it's good to have these games early on in the schedule so that you can get your freshmen in there. Guys like Grady Dick, guys like Ejiofer, guys like all the other, any freshmen that Bill Self's going to throw into the mix right in the beginning of the season. Uh, It's going to be good to get those guys a lot of playing time early against Pitt state and then against Omaha, because, Uh, The schedule only goes up from there, and including North Dakota State, who they're going to be playing on Thursday, November 10th. North Dakota State typically, they're not a powerhouse by any means at all, but they typically have solid teams. They have teams that make it into the NCAA tournament as a lower seed. They uh, have gotten after it in their conference. They've won it a few times in the last several years. And they're a team that will play hard, they'll get after it, and they're not going to go down without a fight. So that's a, that's a game that I'm not going to circle as maybe a loss for KU, but maybe a team that could give the Jayhawks a little bit of trouble, at least early on in the season, as KU's getting ready to build up to their stronger portion of the non-con schedule because after North, after North Dakota State, on Thursday, November 10th, they will be going to play Duke in the Champions Classic in Indianapolis on Tuesday, November 15th. Overall, since the Champions Classic has been a thing that KU's been a part of, they have a 6-5 and five record at the Champions Classic. So they always play a tough team, whether it be Michigan State, you know, maybe a Duke or Kentucky. They're always playing blue blood schools at the Champions Classic. It's good to get a tough test like this early in the season. Obviously, your team is going to be different in March than it is in early or mid-November. But you can get your guys in there that maybe don't have the experience. You can see how they do against a tougher opponent. And you can just see how things play out early in the season. I know KU's had some success in those games. They have had times where they've lost those games, but this year against Duke, it'll be especially interesting because this will be the first time that these schools have met in decades where coach K will be, not be across uh, on the other bench because Duke now has a new head coach. And that will be interesting to see how it plays out. Duke will always be a school that can get recruits. They're they're a lot like KU in that fact. They they can get recruits in there. Uh, they, they had a lot of seniors last year, so it'll be interesting to see if Duke can bounce back. They had a little bit of a run there for Coach K in the tournament, but uh, didn't make it as far as they wanted to go, of course. KU obviously winning the title, but... Uh, Duke will have this game circled on their calendar. KU, of course, definitely will have this one circled on their calendar. It is the highlight game of the non-conference schedule for sure, even though that they have several Blue Blood teams that they're going to be playing in this non-con schedule. KU, once again, will have one of the toughest schedules in college basketball. They're... They're... Non-conference schedule along with conference schedule. The Big 12 is always a very tough conference. Puts them up there with uh, one of the greatest strength of schedules in college basketball. After they hopefully come back from uh, getting a win against Duke in the Champions Classic, they will come home and host Southern Utah at Allen Fieldhouse. So that could be a game if you're looking to get some cheaper tickets maybe to get into Allen Fieldhouse to watch a KU game. Go check out that game against Southern Utah on Friday, November 18th. And then right after that, it's Thanksgiving time. And there's always good college basketball happening over Thanksgiving. And this year is no exception. KU will be heading down to the Bahamas to play in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Here are the teams that are going to be playing in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. I... We, right now, we don't know who KU is going to be playing. They will set that at a later date. But other than Kansas, you've got BYU, Butler, Dayton, North Carolina State, USC, Tennessee, and Wisconsin. All of these teams are teams that have made the tournament, if not last year, in the last couple of years. So this is a a field of teams that. Is not going to be a pushover. KU, of course, will be the favorite to win it, but there are a lot of good teams there. And just just for fun, since the strength of schedule already is going to be tough, might as well just make it really tough for KU this year. We'll love to see them play USC, Tennessee, and Wisconsin out of all those teams, because then you'll get a team from the Pac-12, you'll get a team from the SEC, and you'll get a team... From the Big Ten. So you'll get teams from all those big conferences. Of course, it would be fun to see NC State there from the ACC as well. Of course, you could get BYU, a future Big 12 opponent. That would be a good storyline as well. Butler and Dayton have both been really good uh, mid-major programs. So like I said, whoever KU plays, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be some good basketball there over Thanksgiving in the battle for Atlantis, and that's just something that I love to do around Thanksgiving. Just sit around, watch a lot of college basketball. Usually, you can watch it from early in the day until you're getting ready to go to bed at night. It's just a fun, fun time of year. College basketball, college football. You got you got everything going on. This year, you got the World Cup even going on at that time. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about KU basketball and the battle for Atlantis. Really excited to see KU play some college hoops against some of the really good teams. And you know, like I said, even even if they play uh, BYU, who's a future Big Twelve member, that that could be fun for the Jayhawks fans to get a uh, glimpse at a future uh, opponent in the conference. And after the battle for Atlantis, you've got Texas Southern coming to town, going to be playing at Allen Fieldhouse. KU won pretty handily against Texas Southern in the first round of the tournament last year. Of course, Texas Southern a uh, 16 seed. KU is the one seed. So I-, I would expect a pretty similar matchup this year. KU probably be favored by 25, 28 points, somewhere in that range. Uh, so that, that'll be maybe not an interesting game, but at least fun that it'll be kind of a rematch from last year in the NCAA tournament. And that will be on November 28th. Seton Hall will be coming to town on December 1st. That is a part of the Big 12 Big East battle. Seton Hall has had some good teams in the past. They have been down generally um, most of the time the past couple of decades. But they've had good teams in the past. Just uh, they haven't really been standout. So I think KU will likely be favored by a decent amount in that game as well. Uh, KU, as far as I'm concerned, when when KU's playing home games against non-conference, it's it's very rare that they're going to lose a game. Uh, I know that Arizona State got their number a couple years ago. Kentucky got them last year. But it, it is very rare for a team to come in and beat KU on their home floor. So Seton Hall, good luck to you. Um, that game will be December 1st at Allen Fieldhouse. Then... This is the one that everybody's been talking about. They wanted it to come back. They wanted the rivalry back, the border war showdown. And it's happening. Last year it was at KU, in Allen Fieldhouse, in Lawrence, Kansas. This year it's in Columbia, Missouri, down the highway, down I-70. So if you want to go fill up the I, – I don't even know. I should have looked this up before I started talking about this game. But it used to be the Hearn Center. I don't know if it is anymore, but (laughs) for those Mizzou fans who might be hate listening to this podcast right now, right now, you can get on me for that. But Kansas versus Missouri in Columbia on December 10th, circle your calendar. Jayhawk fans, get your tickets, get down there, fill up the stadium with your crimson and blue, because that is going to be an incredible atmosphere. If you can get half or three-quarters of the stadium cheering for Kansas. Uh, Last year, Missouri just did not have a great team. The last several years, they haven't had a great basketball team. But their arena has been very empty at times. I'm sure it'll be more full for uh, the KU rivalry. I, I, I have a feeling that Mizzou will probably try to keep the tickets to their own fan base. But you know how it goes when these tickets start selling on the black market uh they're gonna start KU fans I'll just say this they're they're gonna pay a pretty penny to go watch KU beat Mizzou in Columbia so if you want to get tickets for that one circle it on your calendar right now Kansas at Missouri December 10th KU beat them last year 102 to 65 in Allen Fieldhouse so Yeah, that could be a fun one for Kansas fans if they want to go to an away game there against the former rival Missouri Tigers. Kansas will then host Harvard on December 22nd, and Harvard isn't one of those teams that you really want to overlook coming off of the game against Mizzou, and then right after the Harvard game is when KU will start Big 12 play. So Harvard could be one of those sneaky matchups where – They come into Lawrence and try to pull the upset on KU uh, right before they get into conference play. Maybe it's a trap game. I do think KU will win that game, but it's one to keep an eye on for sure right before we get into Big 12 play. So their very last non-conference game, they've been doing this the last several seasons. They put the SEC Big 12 Challenge uh, toward the end of January, and this year is no different. Saturday... January 28th, KU will go try to get revenge at Kentucky. And it'll be a good game. I'm not sure. It's too early to predict. I would say that this is probably the game that KU, probably the first game of the season that KU will be an underdog at. Maybe they will be an underdog against Duke in the Champions Classic. I still think KU will be the favorite there when they go play at Kentucky, I think that could be the first time that Kansas is not a favorite heading into the game. Now, we saw KU uh, lose to Kentucky last year at Allen Fieldhouse. I think that was an anomaly. Uh, It was just a bad shooting game. Uh, KU's defense let them down a little bit that day as well. But one of the exciting parts of this matchup which I do think KU will win. KU might not be favored, but I think they're going to win this game. Both of these schools are the winningest programs of all time in college basketball. KU passed Kentucky last year as the winningest program of all time. They currently have the record at 2,357 all-time wins. Kentucky right behind them. At 2,353. So I think both these teams are going to be. Still obviously close together at that point. Within 10 games of each other. For the winningest program of all time. In college basketball history. So that will be one to watch. Saturday, January 28th. Kansas at Kentucky. And that's it. That's the non-conference schedule for Kansas. It's out. You can go check it out. Any website, really, but I would suggest com. You can check out all the non-conference games from every Big 12 basketball school, but obviously Kansas right there at the top. So go to com and check that out. One more side note here. Not going to get into it too much because I've already ran out of time. I've gone over my time, but Big 12 has a new commissioner. Bob Bowlesby announced his retirement in April, and he decided that after being the Big 12's uh, commissioner for the past decade, he was stepping away. He was going to retire, and they have announced that Brett Yormack of Rock Nation has been named the next Big 12 commissioner. So congrats to Brett Yormack. We're hoping that he can be even better than Bob Bowlesby. I know there was some rough waters there for a while. Um with uh, conference realignment and stuff like that. But Yormac has been known uh, to really be a guy that could help with the NIL stuff, with the transfer portal issues that have been going on. So there is hope for the Big 12. There are new teams coming in, of course, to the Big 12. In the next couple of years, Oklahoma and Texas will be on their way out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Brett Yormack handles being the Big 12 commissioner. But that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at JayHawkerTalker or at MarkTheOverseer. And we can uh, keep the conversation going. Let me know what you think of KU's non-conference schedule. And uh, we can have a good discussion on there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the JayHawkerTalker podcast. It's an affiliation with Heartland College Sports. Dot com the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Um, check out all the articles that we have up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.